Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Once again, the Bays team is the best team, the Golden State Warriors. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Strength and Numbers. I'm your host, Brandon Cadiz. Hope everyone had an amazing Thanksgiving weekend celebrated with their friends and family. We appreciate you guys tuning in every single week and thankful for you all continuing to support and like and subscribe to this podcast. I know Spotify Wrapped has come out. If you guys have been listening to strength and numbers, make sure to tweet at us or tweet at me on my account on Twitter at bcadiz0, B-C-A-D-I-Z-0, or a podcast page at dubs underscore strength. Show us a screenshot of you listening to our podcast if it made one of your top podcast listens for this entire Spotify year. The Warriors have started to find their stride, winners of five of their last seven contests, Currently at a record of 500 at 11 and 11, they sit at the eighth spot in the Western Conference, but they're only four and a half games out of the number one team in the Western Conference, and that's the Phoenix Suns at 15 and 6. Now, the story of the season for the Golden State Warriors have been the road and home splits. Nine and one, as we know, at Chase Center. Amazing record there, one of the best in the NBA, but on the road, at the bottom of the NBA there with a record of 2-10. in 10, And they lost their last game after having a hot start. Winning three straight games against the Clippers, the Jazz, and the Timberwolves. They fall to the Dallas Mavericks 116-113. to And we got to give credit to where credit is due. And that was Luka Doncic. Amazing game by Luka Magic. 41 points. 12 rebounds, 12 assists, 4 steals, 1 block, a plus 22. Luka was just amazing the whole night. It was a show between Steph and Luka going back and forth at it. Bucket after bucket. Luka would hit a 3. Steph would hit a 3. Luka would drive into the lane, get an and 1. Steph would do the same. I mean, it was just an amazing back and forth offensive contest between the two teams. Now, the main story of the season two is who's going to be that second scorer, that primary guy to back Steph Curry up. The bench has been an issue all season long, but I think this was the game against the Dallas Mavericks that really showed the potential of this bench, really being patient and having someone there to help back up Steph Clay, Draymond, and Andrew Wiggins off of the bench. We'll dive into all of that, but first, we have to get to our sponsors in Bet Online. As you know, the NBA and basketball is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, BetOnline features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. 
Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events, whether that's the NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Just make sure to use our promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. Back to the bench in the game against the Dallas Mavericks. Steph Curry, we'll have to give him props too. We haven't even talked about what he did that night against the Mavs. Curry with 32 points, 5 rebounds, 5 assists, 4 turnovers, and a big one late in the game with that traveling call there. Steph himself said that he was in a little bit of a pickle there, that, you know, they shouldn't have called that that late in the game, that he thought he could have gotten away with it, but ultimately had the chance to tie it. He said he should have just gone for that layup to tie it there. Um, Steph Curry, though, well, other 11 of 24 from the night, 5 of 14 from the three-point line, and 5 and 6 from the... Uh, free throw line, Steph had some help there, of course, Draymond Green, the second leading scorer for the Warriors there that was in the starting lineup, so 12 points for Green, 11 for Looney, 10 for Wiggins, only 5 points by Klay Thompson, but the big story was Jonathan Kaminga, 26 minutes for JK, Steve Kerr said this was the best game that he's seen Jonathan Kaminga play in his entire NBA career as he led the Warriors in plus minus at plus 21. 14 points, 10 boards for Kaminga, 3 offensive rebounds, 2 blocks, 6 of 8 from the field, 1 three-pointer made, but still, the free throws still continue to be a struggle there for Kaminga. That's the story of his career also so far, 1 of 4 from the charity stripe. I loved what I saw out of Jonathan Kaminga on both ends of the floor. It was a complete game by JK. They put him on Luka Doncic, and hey, I thought for the most part, Jonathan Kaminga did a great job of staying in front of him, and he even forced Luka, I remember, on one play to travel on the step back that Luka normally does. Like, Jonathan Kaminga picked up on Luka Doncic's move in that game that he knew once he drove hard to the right or left side and he was going to step back and hit that three. Kaminga got that and forced him to travel. So that was the little bit of intelligence that I saw there by Kaminga picking up on the flow of Luka Doncic and how he handles his gate, how he handles the setup, right? Like it's basic strategy there for just knowing how a guy gets into his ISO possession. So smart move there by Jonathan Kaminga. What really impressed me too is forcing Luka into difficult shots. Like if you're going to build Jonathan Kaminga to be a crucial part of the future here, you really got to see that defensive side. And in order for the Warriors to move on, if they choose to, at the end of the season from Draymond Green, and if Draymond Green opts out of his contract, we really got to see that defensive side by Jonathan Kaminga. Like Steve Kerr said, this was the most promising game. This was the best game of Kaminga's career. And for a lot of Dub Nation fans, the questions with Kaminga and Wiseman being traded, the trade rumors throughout this entire season, it really puts to perspective that if the Warriors were going to move someone, it looks like that someone from that draft class would be James Wiseman over Jonathan Kaminga. 
Another aspect I want to touch on is on Anthony Lamb. He has been great this season off of the bench and a really great article put out by NBC Sports Bay Area's Monty Poole addressed the story of Anthony Lamb and how he has played a factor this season. Started off early on in the year, not playing that many minutes, but for the past couple of games, in the last 12 games, he's played either 14 to 24 minutes and he has been a key factor in this second unit right Jordan Poole we know he's going to be the sixth man a lot of people don't know when I was reading this article and looking up stuff about Anthony Lamb he is only 25 years old he has not received a standard NBA contract right he's on his fourth two-way deal in the past 21 months and the Golden State Warriors have now given him an opportunity to be a factor with this team. And the amazing part is that Steve Kerr had his eyes set on Anthony Lamb last season. It was when he went down to Santa Cruz and the Santa Cruz Warriors were playing the Rio Grande Valley Vipers, which is an affiliate of the Houston Rockets. It just, Steve Kerr just saw that Anthony Lamb could be a factor for this Golden State Warriors team after that one game. Quoted Kerr said that he just jumped off the page in quotation. And that's when the Warriors, of course, invited him to training camp to try to play for a spot. And he made it. And a lot of us were questioning why they let go of Quindary Weatherspoon. That was the key main big news story that we had over the summer once the roster was set. Why did the Warriors get rid of Q, who was great for them last season, great in the playoffs, especially when Gary Payton II went down? We remember his big game on Christmas Day last season against the Phoenix Suns. Well, so far, the 24-year-old Lamb, who's going to turn 25, so that's basically why I said he's 25 years old, fits the standard of positionless basketball, the article by Monty Poole continues to go on and describe that. Draymond Green, once he plays that center position, gives the ability for Anthony Lamb, who's six foot six and 227 pounds, to play and guard someone that's 6'2 at a guard, but also guard a seven foot center. He's the guy that has replaced GP2 or Quindary Weatherspoon. And I think it's underrated to the fact that not only can he nail down those threes, be that three and D type of player that I thought Dante DiVincenzo was going to be. We have yet to see that. And you know how big I was if you've listened to this podcast over the summer about Dante stepping in and being the GP2 replacement. I have yet to see that on the defensive end. But now Anthony Lamb has fit that mold and the numbers here are very interesting. He's shooting 55% from the field, 43% from beyond the arc, and he averages 6.1 points and 3.5 rebounds, 1.6 assists, you know, in the standard playing time. But his per 36 numbers, 12.1 points, 6.9 rebounds, 3.1 assists. And hey, that looks not great on a 36-minute basis, but he's providing that efficiency off the bench and against the Mavs last time out Lamb with 11 points 
five rebounds and assists, a steal. He was a plus 13 and hit two three-pointers to put the Warriors in this game in 16 minutes. So you got Ty Jerome, who played a key factor early on. You switch that out now, Anthony Lamb seeing more run, and you put Jonathan Kaminga back into this lineup. The Warriors are starting to find their rotations, and the factor is that when Draymond Green was put into that second unit, it gave the offensive flow to Jordan Poole to be in his bag, create those spin moves, his fancy moves to get to the basket. There was this one play against the Suns where he just went coast to coast in transition, full 94 feet. No one could stop him. All he thought about once he grabbed that ball from the rebound was, I'm going to score, head down, went 94 feet, and got an easy quick layup past his defenders. Now, I know if you've been listening and following our podcast page, again, dubs underscore strength, where all of our podcasts are in here with the Hall of Famer Rick Barry and Cyrus Saad says, well, you know that Cyrus has not been a fan too much of Anthony Lamb this season and wants Jonathan Kaminga to come more into the rotation. And I went on to his podcast, Locked on Warriors, to talk about that I also want the rookies to play a factor especially early on when they were struggling, but the Warriors now on a hot streak. I think there is room for both Anthony Lamb and Jonathan Kaminga to come into this rotation. Anthony Lamb, I would say, you know, more of a veteran in the NBA, hasn't had that full NBA contract, but has been with multiple teams. Compared to Jonathan Kaminga, it's pick your poison, right? Jonathan Kaminga, that high-flying athletic type of big, if you want that spark off the bench. We saw it last season against the Dallas Mavericks in the playoffs. And is it a coincidence that Jonathan Kaminga had his best game ever against the Dallas Mavericks? I don't think so. If you want someone that is a spark off the bench, that has now shown his ability to rebound and get that double-double the last time out against the Mavs, you can play him in certain situations where you just need someone athletic. Anthony Lamb, on the other hand, is the type of guy that you'll put in to be that defender, but also have the opportunity to hit a three-point shot. Now, I'm not saying JK can't hit a three-point shot, but the numbers that I mentioned earlier, 50-something percent for Anthony Lamb while shooting 43.6% from the three-point line, you want him taking those late-game shots when Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green are all guarded and you got to kick it out on the drive. Even Jordan Poole kicking it out to Anthony Lamb. You know Lamb is going to hit that big time shot. He has done that so far this entire season. And until proven wrong, Anthony Lamb being put in that certain situation to guard people is what we like to see. Early on this season, I talked about, are you going to put Moses Moody or Ty Jerome in? Right In late game situations where if you wanted more offense, I said early on that you would go with Ty. If you wanted Moses Moody to come into the equation, he'll provide that defense. Now, Moses Moody has been out of the rotation for the past couple of games and has inserted Jonathan Kaminga in that role. So Steve Kerr tinkering with the rotations. As he started off with Draymond Green going into the second unit now with Jordan Poole and others, I think has really changed the course of this season. Jordan Poole not being the ball handler that we wanted him to be. He's more of a scorer so far. He's more of a two guard than a point guard as we've seen. And we've seen flashes of him being able to dish out assists early on this season, late last season. But we got to go with what he's good at. We got to go of 
why we paid him that bag that he has that starts next year. And that's his ability to score, hit three-point shots. His defense, you know, his effort on defense is starting to get better, but, you know, still suspect. But, yeah, Draymond Green coming into the second uh, rotation there to lead it off of the second unit has been amazing. Now, I did say early on at the start of this podcast that we'll talk about Draymond Green's comments addressing his trade rumors to the Lakers and trying to play his entire career with the Golden State Warriors. Now, in an interview with Mark Spears, Draymond Green said this on his ability to play with the Warriors for his entire career. And I quote, it's incredible when you look at the amount of guys who played for only one team. You can look around the NBA right now. There are five guys that have been on a team for 11 plus years. We have three of them alongside with Steph Curry and Klay Thompson. It's a very rare thing. There's 470 to 480 players in the NBA. There are five guys that have been with his team for 11 years plus. That's amazing. So you don't just give that away. Further on, you know, Spears asked Draymond Green about Stephen A's comments about him joining the Los Angeles Lakers after the incident in which he punched Jordan Poole in October. Now, Draymond Green, of course, has a $27.6 million player option. Is he going to re-up with the Golden State Warriors? Who knows? Um, this is the comments that Stephen A. Smith said. Um, he said that early on after that incident with Jordan Poole that he expects him to leave and join the Los Angeles Lakers. And here is what Draymond Green had to say. And I quote, I never said that. People can say what they want. I'm also not really one to react much to what one may say. I react to things when I want to react to it. I don't react to things just because somebody said it. Now, these are very interesting comments by Draymond Green himself. And what Draymond Green has shown this season is he has rejuvenated that offense. Again, 12 points against the Dallas Mavericks the last time out. Draymond has shown his offensive ability this year, in my opinion. Driving to the rim, not hitting and going after those open three-point shots that we want him to take. There's that crazy number of the Warriors record where Draymond Green hits at least 8 to 10 points that, way, that they win 80% and above of their games. We know what Draymond Green has meant to this Golden State Warriors team. And we also know what that meant last season. I was saying stats that like if Draymond Green hits a three-pointer, I think the Warriors have only lost one game or something in his entire career. I forgot what the stat was last year in the playoffs. I kept on going back to it. But we just know that Draymond Green has been great. And I think early on, he, you know, Kevon, what Kevon Looney said and Steve Kerr said after the incident is that Draymond Green had to earn trust back from his teammates. And I think it played a factor to how the Warriors started off. There was this one game where, you know, Draymond Green wanted to say something to Jordan Poole after he missed assignment again. But I think, you know, Draymond Green held off a little bit there of not being able to react so fast to his teammates taking it the wrong way after that incident. But I think now how he has played on the court, especially on the offensive end, I think has regained that trust for Draymond to be able to speak his mind and talk about it. Now, 
Speaking of talking, Draymond Green was just fined by the NDA $25,000 for comments he made to a fan in the game against the Dallas Mavericks. Now, if you haven't seen the video, search it up on Twitter, search it up wherever you want to look up news. And Draymond Green basically told a fan to shut up and enjoy the game. Now, Draymond Green on his story, Instagram story, posted that, hey, fans can yell out F you Draymond in the playoffs last year in the NBA Finals against the Celtics. But then when Draymond reacts to fans talking crap courtside, that he'll, he will get fined and he doesn't like that. Well, as unfortunate the situation that is, Draymond, you know what's up with Draymond. Come on, man. You know that you can't react to fans. That's just how it is. I don't. I personally don't think it's fair, but you gotta uh, accept those consequences. And twenty-five thousand dollar fine for Draymond Green. There, not too happy about it, but I'm sure he'll do just fine in paying that. Before we head out, let's talk about this game here tonight in the Chicago Bulls and the Golden State Warriors. No major injuries for both sides. Lonzo Ball still out for the Chicago Bulls. There's no timetable of his return this season. Again, Andre Iguodala still out for the Golden State Warriors. Kerr also said earlier this week that they expect to use him in the second half of the season. That is why they are not rushing him back to play in the first half. You know, they want Iguodala for the second half and into the playoffs, of course, for the Chicago Bulls. We expect them to roll out with this starting lineup tonight. Ayo Dosonwu. Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, Pat Williams, and Nikola Vucevic. Of course, the Warriors are going to roll out with Curry, Thompson, Wiggins, Green, and Looney in their starting five. Warriors favored there at minus seven tonight in an over-under of 20 or 237 and a half points. I really want to see this matchup. Zach Levine, Steph Curry going toe-to-toe. And, you know, it's going to be high-fire offense there. Again, the Warriors have not held to an opponent to under 100 points since the last time they did it against the Sacramento Kings in a win. No, excuse me, correct that. Against the San Antonio Spurs in a win. And man, those Sacramento Kings up north in California, they are also on a hot streak and doing really, really well. They currently sit at the sixth seed at 11-9 for the Sacramento Kings. And man, I am putting them in the playoffs this year, just for anyone listening. Have been a huge fan of them last season, of course. I was working on the Sacramento Kings at NBC Sports Bay Area in California. I said last year was going to be their year. And I know as Kings fans, they always say that for the past 20 years. But this is really their year for the Sacramento Kings. I've said it on past podcasts that I did with a couple of my college buddies. If you guys were still with me back then when I was just starting up and we had the Shooters Only podcast. I penciled in the Kings to make the playoffs two years ago. This is the year for the Sacramento Kings, but back to the Golden State Warriors. Andrew Wiggins has also been playing at a level of being an all-star again this season. Two-way Wiggs was a little bit cold last time against the Dallas Mavericks. The three-pointers weren't hitting for him. One for six at 10 points, but Andrew Wiggins has been consistent this entire season. 18.6 points, 5.3 rebounds, 2.3 assists, and he is shooting 49.7% from the field, nearly 43% from the three-point line, 5.3 rebounds again, 2.3 assists. He also has 1.4 steals. Andrew Wiggins, I am penciling him 
penciling him into the All-Star game this year. Expect Steph, Andrew Wiggins, and Draymond Green, and of course, Klay Thompson. He has been heating it up since the last time we did our podcast, and we know he has he has had that big game. There was talks of him, you know, coming off the bench early to start off the season after his struggles, but Clay said to be patient with him, and hey, I wasn't that patient with him, but hey, he he has proved a lot of doubters wrong. It all started in that game against the Houston Rockets when he went off for 41 points. I mean, he shot 50% at least 43% um, since that game beforehand, before the Houston Rockets game against the New York Knicks, he dropped 20 points and he had fit, he shot 50% from the field against the Rockets, 61%, Clippers 50%, 43% against the Jazz, 61% against the Timberwolves. And, you know, his worst game in that, let's see, what is it? One, two, three, four, five game stretch has come against the Dallas Mavericks where he shot only 22% his last time out. I expect him to bounce back tonight against Zach Levine. I think he's going to really take it personally against these two guards this entire season after what Devin Booker has done. I expect Klay Thompson to bounce back tonight and have another big game. Hey, if he has another 40-point game, I would not be shocked after what Devin Booker had the other night, 50-point game. I think Klay wants to combat that. Well, thank you for tuning in. That is all the time we have for this episode of Strength in Numbers. Again, I'm Brandon Cadiz. You can follow me on Twitter at BCD0 to stay up to date with the latest Golden State Warriors news. I'll tweet during the Warriors games throughout the entire season as well. You can follow us on our podcast page at dubs underscore strength. Thanks for tuning in. We really, truly appreciate it. Love the support. Again, send me those Spotify raps if you have Strength in Numbers as a top listen in your podcast or if you're just listening to it and it's made your list for this 2022 spotify rap year again guys as always until next week go dubs this show is presented by bet online thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.